Welcome. Your journey starts with improving every aspect of your life. Let's Talk Corlicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast is about discovering your true potential, overcoming your fears, and fighting life like the brave warrior that you are. Be sure to hit the like, comment, and follow button. Your host, Miss V, the core of life coach, has over 20 years of military and personal life experiences transforming lives from a caterpillar to a butterfly and bringing on the top influencers, successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and more who are rock stars in life, business, and relationships. On days when everything seems overwhelming, someone must remind you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And with rain comes rainbows. What seems difficult to swallow today is exactly where you'll derive your strength from on the days to come. You are greater than your fears and braver than you seem. Miss V, the core life coach, shares how the hurdles of today will build your tomorrow if you take the right road. Your brighter future demands that you can step up now and change the game for yourself. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Let's Talk Politics, Lee Room for Dessert Podcast with Miss V, the Core Life Coach. I'm your host, Miss V, and today we have a very special guest. Joining us on episode 10 on BBSRadio.com. Pamela Malone is here in the building and she is an inspirational thought leader on a mission to be a catalyst for positive change in over 2 billion people's lives. The multi-talented millennial powerhouse has been featured on Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS, and more. The actress, motivational speaker, and former Miss Louisiana Universal currently resides in Los Angeles, California. Havala is also the number one best-selling author of How to Become a Publicity Magnet in any market via TV, radio, and print. And, and that's not all, co-author of the Think and Grow Rich Children's Classic, The Amazing Adventures of Oliver Young, Napoleon Hill, based on the Napoleon Hill Success Principles, her newest number one bestseller, Rewriting a New History, A Spiritual Path to Audacious, ooh, I love that word, Audacious authenticity and healing is available now. Now let's go on to just a little bit more. Havla shares her pillars of success with the audience around the world. She has also been featured in numerous films, national TV commercials, HBO's Barry, Insecure, and guest starred on NCIS New Orleans. Miss Malone is a Recipient of the President's Volunteer Service Award Gold Medal, the Women's Prosperity Network, she rocks the award, and selected as the SBA Innovate Her Challenge winner. Havila also hosts several professional accreditations, 
including being a certified instructor for the Napoleon Hill Foundation and master certified practitioner of NLP, Havilah's Nurturing Spirit, Inspirational Voice, and Magnetizing Personality inspire people to, guess what? Hashtag be proof of what's possible. Welcome, 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 Queen. Have a alone. Thank you for joining us tonight. My absolute pleasure. I am so grateful to be here with you, Ms. B. Yay! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now that I got everyone listening, let's dive into some questions. Have a alone. Can you share some of your future goals and aspirations? Certainly. Um, right now, of course, um, as you shared, I am out in Los Angeles. Um, I am a full-time actress and still um, speaking on stages across the country. And one of the things that I am moving more into because this platform of storytelling, this platform of being able to share information with people through television shows, through films, is a very powerful medium for not only helping us to be able to see ourselves and and work through issues, laugh about our problems, but also a tool to transform. And so I'm moving into a space where I'm starting to executive produce um, projects and, and, and being more on the other side of the equation of how things are made, what messages are put out there into the world, because it's important important that we are seeing things that reflect the world the way that we want the world to be. So um, I'm super excited about that. And also um, in 2024, we're going to be launching a mastermind retreat for um, influential, yes, for her, for um, influential figures, um, for people who have a powerful message to get out there, who are out there touching the lives of others, helping you get to the next level in your life, how to, how to level up in not only in your mindset, but also in your business and communicating your message to the people that you want to and need to touch with your gifts. So I'm super excited about that, and, um, of course, that's in alignment with my purpose in life, which is to be that catalyst for positive change in over 2 billion people's lives. And the only way that I can do that is by helping those who touch those who have that impact on others. So um, I'm excited for what's coming. <laughs> I am excited for you, Queen. I love what you're doing. It's so inspiring which leads me into my next question. Your journey as an actress is truly remarkable. Mm. Could you take, can you take us, tell us how you in, enter the in, entertainment industry and the challenges yeah. you face along the way? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, interestingly enough, even as a young person, like I was always drawn to, um, initially it was actually like news and just like watching reporters like deliver stories and deliver information. And I would literally stand in, in the mirror with a brush and like be giving a reporter, like sharing information with people. And so I was like always called to communication in some way, shape, or form. And, of course, we love movies. We love um, that entertainment medium because it's just, 
it, you get lost in the story and you get to see yourself become the hero or become, you know, like, these amazing characters and you live through that. And when I was in high school, I was a part of this junior league program where we used to try real cases in court. So I actually was um, part of this law program in high school. And so my initial thought process was I'm going to go to school to, you know, go to college to become a lawyer. And because I started college when I was 16 years old, um, I finally, I was like, yeah, I was definitely a very determined young person. I'm like, I want to get to my real life, and I know that I need to get through this schooling process, so how can I go through this the most quickly and efficiently as possible uh, to get to the real world? And when I was making my determination of what I was going to study in college, I was like, you know what, I can go to school and become a lawyer, or I can just play one on TV. And I was like, and I think that'll be a whole lot more fun. So I, I decided to, to, to pursue an entertainment career, and uh, so I went, and because I started college so young, my, I, my initial school that I wanted to go to was UCLA, and my parents were like, you are too young and too naive to, like, travel halfway across the country, because I'm originally from New Orleans, um, Louisiana, and they were like, find something local. So I ended up going to the University of New Orleans, studied dramatic arts and communication, and I also got a minor in psychology. And right out of my my last semester in school, we did an internship program, and so I interned at, at a Fox News station. And after finishing that internship, I actually started working for Fox. And I was working behind the scenes at the time. So I started off as a production assistant and then went into field producing and did all these things behind the scenes because, one, and, and a lot of times, and I think a lot of the listeners who are out there could potentially resonate with this. Sometimes we have gifts, and those gifts are strong and profound, but we don't see it in ourselves. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes being around others who see those gifts, who encourage us, who help us get out of our own way so we can fully mm-hmm. step into those gifts. And so my calling was to always be in front of the camera, but at that time in my life, that time and place in my mindset, I had, a, I had very low self-esteem. So I didn't think mm-hmm. I was good enough to be on the other side of the camera. So I continued to pursue things in the career that were behind the scenes. Now, but, but see, here's how God, the universe, whatever you name that power for yourself, how it works because even that experience came in handy. It helped me in my career because I ended up, because Fox was next to another television station. They were housed in the same complex called um, New Orleans Access Television. And so I started, I had got a job at both. So I was working at Fox and I was working at NOA TV. And I learned um, editing, I became a certified avid editor. I learned directing. I learned camera work. I learned producing. So I got all of these behind-the-scenes skill sets that would then come into play later on as I was building my mindset and confidence about stepping in front of that camera. And fast forward years later, I was actually working on a project for AMC. We were casting uh, for commentators 
for this project. And the casting director, I was like an assistant casting director, she says, we're seeing people, they're coming in all day long, you know, standing on the X, delivering their lines, doing their thing. And I, and I kept feeling, so sometimes when you, there's something you're supposed to do in life. You, you, you have a gift. You feel called to it. When you're not living in alignment with that, you're going to feel pain. And, and there's going to be something that's going to continually show up in your life to be like, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. Some voice, mm-hmm. some confirmation. And so as those people were coming in to do their auditions, I kept feeling, I was like, man, I need to be doing that. Like, oh, I should be on the other side of that camera, you know, doing right. this audition. But I did not have the, the confidence in myself at that time. And so I remember the casting director when we went on lunch, and she said, Havila, I really think that you should audition for this. And I got super excited at first, but then I was like, you know what, no, 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 um, we got all of these amazing, you know, talent that's coming in, you know, auditioning, this isn't for me. <laughs> so I, I was, right. you know, shutting down my own opportunity, and how often do we do that when opportunity presents itself? So I got, it got all the way to the end of the day, the casting director says, Havila, I really think you should go ahead and audition for this. And she's like, I mean, who knows? Like, what could happen? And she finally got up the courage. I went, I did the audition, got on that same X that everybody else did, you know, delivered my lines, you know, did the, did the thing. And two weeks ended up passing. I heard nothing. And so, of course, I was feeling like, you know, crushed and defeated and just like, okay, I guess this is a confirmation that this really isn't for me and I just need to stay behind the scenes. And on that two-week mark, I get a call from the casting director, and I thought, okay, she's calling because we're going to need to do another round of casting. And she calls and she says, Havila, you were cast in this project. But not only was I cast in it, I was the lead commentator for the project. And so it really was a turning point in my life, in my, the realization of this is your gift and this is what you should be doing. And so I started to more fully pursue my acting career and being in front of the camera. So I've gone on to um, be a part of the NCIS family um, through the series NCIS New Orleans. I've been featured in, you know, several, like Barry, I do national commercials all the time, and it really has been a journey of truly getting out of my own way and then honing the skills and talents that are necessary for me to do what it is that I love and being able to communicate and tell stories in this way. So, you know, we all have it in us depending on what our mm-hmm. goals or aspirations are, and it's about us just, like, moving forward, surrounding ourselves with the right people who are going to encourage us along our journey and then doing the work that's necessary to get what you want. Absolutely. Very powerful and enlightening. With such an mm. impressive career, Havila, you must have had some unforgettable acting experiences. Can you share one that stands out to you the most? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many. Um, but you know Good what? Point. One yeah, absolutely. I was like the one that really stands out for me because it was such an emotional um pull. 
Because when you are watching a television show, you're watching a scene unfold, and you you cry when the actor cries. You know, you as mm-hmm. the person finds love, like you feel that flutter in your heart and your stomach as well. And the reason why you're resonating with that is because those mirror neurons are activated because they are really feeling those emotions. They are really in that space when the actor is acting. And then we as watchers, observers, we feel it because it's something that's within us. And so when I was shooting NCIS, um, I, one of the scenes that we did, uh, my character was, was killed and in that experience of of dying of literally laying on that ground going through what it would be like to you know watch your life flash before your eyes to know uh-huh. that you would not see a loved one again knowing that like the 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 the, the physical reaction uh-huh. in your body in my mind it was so palpable and so overwhelming that even once we were done filming that scene, it took me a while to like decompress from that, to come back to a centered space because I I felt that to such a deep level. And so when you experience it and you watch it on, on screen, like people are, they're like, you know, it touches them in a in a very deep heart centered space. But trust, like as an actor, you're feeling that as well. So, like that, it, it's something that will always be with me, like forever. Wow, that is powerful, powerful. Let's go into the next question. Balancing multiple pursuits like acting, writing, and speaking can be challenging. How do you manage to excel in each area while maintaining your sanity? You know what? <laughs> this is going to be such interesting. So learning how to say no, like literally, mm-hmm. because you only have a finite amount of time within a day. And so you will be pulled in so many directions of people, you know, wanting this, wanting that, wanting time, energy. And so to be able to get done the things that you need to get done, and for me specifically, I'm very good about, like, scheduling my time out, like blocking out either blocks of time when it's time for me to write or, you know, if I'm I'm going on auditions or if I'm going to be on a, on set, you know, working on something. Mm-hmm. So I have to be extremely organized just with the amount of things that I am juggling and then knowing what you can take off of your plate because I used to be a person who thought I needed to be superwoman and do everything myself Uh and finding that, you know, you don't need to do everything yourself and there's things that you can get help around or hire out if you get an assistant or, or whatever it is that you need so that you can do what is your zone of genius. You don't need to do everything. I like that. What is your zone of genius? I love that. Your book, How to Become a Publicity Magnet in Any Market via TV, Radio, and Print, has been a tremendous success. What inspired you to write this book and share your expertise in the realm of publicity? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love this book. <laughs> because... <laughs> 
not only does it help people with, you know, how to get themselves out on those very powerful platforms, but not just the, the, the you know, one, two, three, here's how you do it, but also how do you get out of your own way? Because a lot of times you can get um, instruction on, like, do this, do that, do that, and then you never do it. So what I found was people kept coming to me and asking me, like, you have a background in in business because I used to, um, for a portion of my career, nearly a decade, I ran a $160 million technology business for Hewlett-Packard and was like their spokesperson on like, the Home Shopping Network and QVC um, and, and uh, Shop at Home TV. And so I was like the person on air selling their products. And then when I... Um, started doing like public speaking and things like that, I was able to utilize um, these very powerful platforms to promote the things that I was doing and share these messages. And so people would come to me all the time like, well, how do you, uh, you know, you ran a business and you've been in, you know, the the television space, like how do you do this? And because I kept getting that question over and over and over and over again, I was like, there has to be a better way for me to communicate this. And prior to writing this book, like I had never seen myself or envisioned myself as an author. Like it wasn't even something that had come up Mm -hmm. in my imagination of what was possible for me. But I was like, there has to be a better way for me to like share this information with people. And then somebody was like, oh, you should write a book. I was like, well, I've never written a book before, so I don't know, you know how to do that. And I think right. that's one thing is like that should not hold anybody back from doing something you feel called to is because you don't know how to do it. The how is not our job. It's the what. Because how is easy to find out. Like I ended up um, hiring a managing editor who then helped me with like bringing together the information or my expertise into this format, which then became that book and has become a powerful tool to help people to put their stuff out into the world. So I'm really grateful that because I'm a I'm a huge lover of books. Like I read a tremendous amount of books, and so to now be an author and to be able to share these tools mm-hmm. with people through a book has just been amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome! Wow, very impactful, very impactful, lady. For individuals yeah. seeking to gain more publicity and success, what tips or strategies would you recommend? Certainly. So nowadays, especially, you have so many um, opportunities for getting yourself out there. I would, first of all, you you need to understand who your audience is. Like, who is it that you are trying to reach? And then what problem it is that you solve for these individuals? So once you're very clear about that, who your audience is, what's the problem that you solve, and how you solve it for them, then one you need to start putting yourself out there into the world. And you can do that, one, through social media and start to build by adding value, by literally – and here's the thing. It's not about like, oh, I don't want to share my process or I don't want to share, like, the gold of my tools because, like, then they won't come to me and work with me. No, share your gold. Like, give them the good stuff because here's the thing. Most people need help with implementing the good stuff. Like, it's it's not about knowing how. So put, put it out there. Utilize these platforms because there are producers that are looking for experts who can service their audience 
on television. They are searching social media. They are searching these platforms to find you. But if you're not out there, how are they going to find you? So that's right. definitely, that's- yeah, one, like, easy, available, easily available tool. Also, once you understand who your audience is, how you serve them or what problem you solve for them, find out where they watching like what news stations are they watching what shows Mm -hmm. on television are they watching because then you can reach out to those producers of those the the morning news show in your local area because they're looking for guests to come on those shows to share tips that will help their audience so they're always looking for guests who have Mm. a, a niche an expertise or something that is of value to the audience they serve. So you need to know who their audience is and does it match with who you're trying to serve as well. Awesome, awesome. I hope y'all taking notes because he's really dropping some gems. And now we're going to go into the next question. You co-authored the children's book, The Amazing Adventures of Oliver Young, Napoleon Hill, based on Napoleon Hill's success principles What motivated you to adapt these principles for a younger audience? Oh, my God. I am a huge, I am a student of Napoleon Hill's principles. Like, like Thinking We're Rich has been such a transformative book in my life, in my business, in my mindset. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to continually embed these principles deeper and deeper within myself. And I also knew that Napoleon Hill, if you look or hear or listen to some of his older recordings, he says Mm -hmm. like he wanted to bring these principles of success to children of all ages. But of course, within his lifetime, that wasn't something that he, you know, accomplished, but he brought these Mm -hmm. principles to millions of, you know, adults. And when I went on my journey to embed these principles more deeply into myself, I went and took a Napoleon Hill leadership certification program through the foundation. Mm. And while we were in French Lick, Indiana, we were given an assignment to write a one-page children's story based on a principle that they had assigned us in the class. And I got a little slip of paper. It had the number 10 on it. And so I look at that, and I was like, okay, 10. I'm like, that's enthusiasm. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, that is my favorite principle anyways. I was like, this is perfect. So I choose a writing partner, and um, so I chose uh, Diane Lampy. We literally had an hour. We went on our lunch break. We go up to the room. And as we are trying to think of a story to be able to encapsulate, to embody and express the principle of enthusiasm, like it started coming out in this like rhyming format. So I'm just like, okay, you know, let's go with it. So we write this story. It's called The Town of Mm -hmm. Lost and Found. And we come back Mm -hmm. to the class. We deliver the story in front of the class. And the response was overwhelming. And so we both like literally look at each other and we're like, we got something here. Like there's something here. We don't know what it is, but there's something here. Now we sit down, other, um, you know, pairs get up, they're sharing their stories and somebody got up and they did a, it's a different story, but they did a story on enthusiasm. So I'm like, hold up. There was only one principle, you know, per group that was assigned. I go back into my folder. I pull out the little number 10. I look at the list of Napoleon Hill's principles. I was like, wait, number 10 is not enthusiasm. 
number 10 is accurate thinking. <laughs> and so I wow. said, I think to myself, I was like, wait, I had a blinder put over my eyes to see what I needed to see in that moment so that the story that we created is what came out. Because after the program was over, the then director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation comes over to us and she says, we loved what you all did with that story. And we would like for you all to write, to do a story for each of the the full 17 principles of success that Uh Napoleon Hill has created. She's like, we don't know where it will go. We don't know what will be done with it, but we feel, you know, called to see if you all would like to collaborate and do this. And so we look at you and we're like, yes, because I'm like, I always saw myself as the love child of Oprah Winfrey and Napoleon Hill. I'm like, that's my real mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we, we literally did it. And, you know, over months we worked on, you know, doing stories for all of the 17 principles. and. It ended up becoming a book that was published through the Napoleon Hill Foundation, which has been a game changer for giving children a foundation mm. for these principles, as opposed to as adults, we are having to unlearn and relearn and unprogram things that have been been embedded in us since childhood. But if you can give a child this kind of foundation from youth, that's a whole different game. Like that's a game changer for our next generation. So to be a part of that has been truly an honor in my life, like one of the biggest honors in my life. So I'm I'm very happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's switch gears to your other book, your latest book about writing a new history, a spiritual path to audacious authenticity and healing is making waves. What inspired you to write this book and delve into the realm of spirituality? Oh my goodness, this. It was a really deeply spiritual and and game-changing experience for myself when I went on an ayahuasca journey and did an ayahuasca ceremony with a shaman. And that tool, that which ayahuasca is a plant medicine from the Amazon forest, and it helps to be able to get beyond the conscious state of mind to a much higher realm of thinking that allows you to get past all of the limiting beliefs and barriers and to understand what we truly are um, at 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 a core. And so, through that experience, I was able to overcome a lot of past trauma, um, a lot of um, fears that I still, you know, had within me that there were residuals of where I was like holding myself back from my next level of of excellence, of success, and and truly uh-huh. to connect with the power that I had within myself, and and so this journey. And, and a download that came, information that came through, I knew it wasn't just for me. And there were other people searching on their path who were looking to truly step into who they were and and get beyond the voices that had been um, influencing them, you know, that maybe weren't 
empowering work, encouraging, and to help them truly understand who they are in this life. And so this book has been a deeply personal and powerful journey of of discovery and has been helping a lot of people on that same path as well. Awesome. Can you give us a brief overview of the spiritual path you outlined in rewriting a new history? Absolutely. Um, The formula that has come out of this to be able to help people, you know, kind of get past some of those barriers in their life, it's an acronym called SHINE, which is to stop settling. So a lot of us know that you're, you're called to something more. There's there's something mm-hmm. in you that has not been quite attained yet. And so how do we realize that is because you're feeling some type of sense of pain within mm-hmm. your life. And so we do, we have to stop settling. And how do we mm-hmm. do that? We have to heal internally. So, and there's yeah. many methodologies, there's many ways of going about healing, whether that is through, you know, working through a therapist, whether that is through, you know, uh, spiritual counseling, whether that is through ayahuasca, through NLP. There's so many tools that are available to us, so it's really finding the ones that most align for you. And then once you've started down that healing journey of healing internally, we go to that I, which is to ignite that which is within. So so really understanding, like, what it is that you want and igniting your passion so that you can do the things that you're called to in this, in this, in this life, in this gift that you've been given. And then we, we have to network with winners. <laughs> you have to surround yourself yeah. with people who are on that path that you want to go and people who are beyond where you are so that your mindset can expand, so that you can be surrounded by the, the empowerment, the positivity, the guidance that's necessary to grow together. And, and that your network is, it, it really equals your net worth as well. So mm-hmm. that's a really yeah. important piece. And then once you are taking your steps, because it's almost like when you're in a plane and they say, well, you need to put your face mask on yourself first and then help others. So mm-hmm. once you do your work, then it brings us to the E and that shine formula which is to empower others. You have to give back. You have to pay it forward because it's a cycle. It's a loop. So we have to share our gifts and share the tools that we've learned, and then we all get to grow together. Absolutely. I totally agree. Audacious authenticity is a term you often use. How Mm. do you define it? And why do you believe it is crucial for personal growth and fulfillment? Audacious is a sense of boldness, a sense of self. We are so often told to play small. And Mm. and it's not directly, oh, play small, but it's like, hey, can can you quiet down a little bit? Oh, you know, people try to dim your light, you know, tell you to go after something a a little bit smaller because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of fear around failure. And so being audacious 
is to do the thing that you fear to do. To be audacious is to go mm-hmm. after the biggest of the big dreams that you have. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, especially as women and women of color, It's Mm -hmm. not only our birthright, but it's our time to really step into that audaciousness of our authenticity, of who we truly Mm -hmm. are and want in this life because we deserve it. Wow. That is so powerful that you said that because oftentimes we we don't don't value our worth. And oftentimes Mm. we don't we can do it. We often sit on the sidelines watching other people, you know, do the things that they always wanted to do. And a little bit of my story is I used to think that I couldn't do a lot of things in my life. But when I started going to these events and I started looking at other people in the room and I started saying to myself, you know what, I'm blessed to be here. But what can I do to shift my mindset to be on a stage or to write a book or ask for some help because oftentimes we don't want to ask for help either. Mm. We feel like that we have to handle it all on our own. But what I can truly say is that it's totally important to say that we can do whatever we're supposed to do on this earth. And I love how the acronym SHINE is so critical to what we're talking about today. I'm going to go into another question. Incorporating spiritual beliefs into daily life and work can be challenging for some. How do you personally integrate your spirituality into everyday experiences? It's so important that you own your own day, and that starts with your mindset. And so for me, my my spiritual beliefs, my beliefs in the higher power, my beliefs in my connection with the universe, it starts by what when I wake up in the morning, my first go-to is not to go to my phone, it's to go to my affirmations. I have a morning ritual that I do to be able to set the tone for the direction of where my thoughts are going to go and to remind myself of who I am, what I came here to do, and that I'm going to do it this day. And so I found it to be really, um, and this was a shift that I had to make for myself because I would allow everybody else's needs and wants to occupy or encroach upon my time. And so it was always like, okay, well, I need to respond to this text message. I need to respond to this email. I need to, okay, what is it that you need? And then it was like now I'm being directed by everything and everybody else before first resetting myself. And so when I root myself in my beliefs, I root myself in my purpose first, then as things happen, even as challenges happen, like I can navigate them more fluidly. I can navigate them with a sense of, well, you already know the universe got your back. You already know God got you. So, like, don't even worry about that. It's going to work out for your highest and best good, even if right now it doesn't look good. So it allows me to kind of reset in that. And it's important because things are going to pop up all the time, you know, and it, but it's mm-hmm. how we choose to view it, the frame that we put around the situation, the story that we tell ourselves that will impact how that experience affects us. So I make sure at the beginning of my day, 
I mm-hmm. do my morning rituals, and then at the end of the day, I bookend my day with an evening ritual so that when I go into sleep, which, of course, you're going from that alpha state that you're in um, with your mind or your beta that you're in during the day as your mind is, like, running and you're thinking about stuff all day, and then as you're about to go to sleep, you go through alpha, theta, and then delta when you're your brain waves, how your brain is functioning. And so I make sure that as I'm going off into that alpha state and I'm falling asleep, that I'm putting positive things in there, that that's what I'm going to ruminate on all night long so that when I wake up back in the morning, I wake up fresh. Awesome, awesome. Inspiring actors often face numerous hurdles on their journey. What advice do you have for them when it comes to navigating and overcoming obstacles in their careers? I would say first and foremost, you have to get clear about what it is you want. And I think that is, in my fact, this is a a principle that even uh, Napoleon Hill from Bacon Grow, which is is called definiteness of purpose. Once you have Mm -hmm. set your sights on, you have set your mind, your heart on to what you want to accomplish in your career, it makes it a whole lot easier to get there. What I find a lot of times with people who are aspiring actors or people who are new coming into the business is they're just like, I just want to act. Like, I just want to be, you know, in TV and film. And that's great, but you could be on... (laughs) like anything, like you could be in some production or something that you don't even really enjoy, but it's like the more specific you can get, this is the type of people that I want to work with. I want to work with high vibrational people who are professional, Uh who are very timely. I want to work with people who love what they do and they come to work with an attitude of of joy. I want to work Uh on, you know, I want to be, a recurring guest star on an extremely successful television series on network television, you know, as a, you know, as a, as a police officer, you know, it's more specific. You can be about what you want. The easier it is for you to attain it. So I think people need to take the time to figure out what they want. And even if you, if you don't know, that's fine too, because we all start from a place of like, I kind of think I want to do such and such a, you know, until you have more experience, you know, with something to get specific. So even that is like, get onto a set, like start to, you know, get experience being there so you can get a feel for, Ooh, okay. I like, I like that, but okay. I don't like that. So now I can, now I'm getting more clarity. Now I'm getting more clear, you know, more clarity. So I think that's the biggest thing is just getting clear about what you want, because then you can start to walk directly to that. Got it. Got it. Staying motivated and inspired is crucial in any field. How do you maintain your motivation and find inspiration in your work? Mm, I do the things that I really enjoy doing. Like, I, I'm, I'm, and I'll tell you, like, I recently, probably within the last, like, few months, I have learned about, or not learned about, because <laughs> I was told about this years ago, I just wasn't ready to receive it <laughs> when I was told about it. <laughs> so in the last few months, I have now implemented and started learning deeper about something called human design. And human design helps you to understand how your energy works and 
how you how you show up in the world and how best to navigate life. And now that I understand what my human design is, so I'm a what's called a generator. So there's four main types of uh, energy types in, in human design. So there's generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. So I'm a generator, meaning that my energy center is like from my sacral center and my solar plexus. And so I generate a lot of energy. Like when people are around me, they feel so powerful and uplifted is because I have dang near a unending energy field that I have access to. And so, but my responding type, like I am, my energy type, I should not go out and like initiate things, like go, go make things happen. And that's kind of how the world is set up. Like if you want it, go make it happen. My energy type is I should respond to things so I can envision something, what I want if I'm very clear about it, and things will show up for me, and I'm supposed to then respond to it and make decisions based on what shows up. And so now that I'm more fully understanding how my energy works, how I best operate when I'm in the flow of things, I'm like I'm having to make tweaks in how I do things that is in alignment with who I am and, and, and what will make life flow easier. And so, and it's literally, it, it is so on point. So whenever you guys who are listening to this have an opportunity to go look up human design, find out what your type is, <laughs> start to implement some of these strategies because it will be so much help, so much more helpful when you understand who and what you are and how you work along with universal laws. Like mm. it just makes life easier. <laughs> wow. That's, she's dropping some great gems for your listeners. And I'm going to segue into personal development plays a significant role in your life. How has it contributed to your success and what practices or habits do you engage in to continually grow personally and professionally? Oh, my God. Personal development is a must. Like, it is an, it is an absolute must. Like, the things that you learn um, foundationally in school are not necessarily the things that are going to help you to get what you really want out of life. So it has to come from you understanding, one, how life works, which not life from just the reality that people have created out of their imagination and then you see, oh, this is how people interact with each other. No, how like universal laws work, how the law of cause and effects work, how the law of correspondence, that what's happening inside of you is the reflection of what's happening outside of you. So you got to do the internal work to change your external experience. So once you really understand things of that nature, which comes through personal development. It comes through reading, through going to empowerment events, through, through working with coaches, mentors, people who can help you to get to the how your power works. Then it's about, like, maintaining that. And like I shared earlier, I have a morning ritual that I do. I have an evening ritual that I do. Like, one of the things that in my morning ritual – I do this thing called the Oath of Manifestation. This oath is so powerful, and it helps to put myself into a state of gratitude for the unexpected blessings, the unexpected money, the unexpected kindness and generosity that floods into my life on a daily basis. 
And so I also use something called the self-confidence formula. And that self-confidence formula is found in thinking we're rich. And so I recite this aloud, you know, with a state of energy and a state of excitement, like every single day. So I do things to, again, set myself up for success because once you have mentally put yourself into a state of belief, even the Bible tells you, it's done unto you as you have believed. We are so much more powerful than we realize. And once you start to tap into that power and utilize Mm -hmm. your ability to create the life you want, it's a whole nother life. (laughs) Wow. Powerful, powerful lady. As a certified instructor for the Napoleon Hill Foundation, can you tell us about your experience and how you incorporate Napoleon Hill principles in your teachings and coaching? Oh, my goodness. It's been such a joy to learn from, to work with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I mean, for those who are possibly not familiar with the book, Thinking We're Rich, it was a book that was created back in 1936 by Napoleon Hill. He went and interviewed over 500 of the most successful people of his time, from Henry Ford to Thomas Edison to President Theodore Roosevelt to... um, uh, so the the Wrigley brothers of uh, uh, the uh, Rockefeller, like all of these people who literally shaped the world that we live in today, and he found out from them what is it that you do differently that makes you successful, and so he was able to whittle that down to the original book. Thinking Grow Rich has its thirteen principles of success, and then he ended up later on expanding it to seventeen principles of success, and so. I have, you know, through learning about those principles, implementing them in my life, and it's literally a book that when you read that book, that book is also reading you, meaning it is meeting you where you are in your life to help to start to transform the way you think, the way that you see, see and understand the world and put you back into the position of creator because we are creators and we're creating our experience, whether it be good or whether it not be so good. (laughs) We are Mm -hmm. a part of that equation. And so working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, like once I I read that book the first time, a lot of it, honestly, a lot of it like went over my head. I was probably in my early 20s when I first read Thinking Grow Rich, and I was like, man, this is powerful, but... Some of this, uh, (laughs) so I I had to read that book multiple times, and over the years, it was like some things started to sink in deeper, and it was like, oh, my God, okay, now I got it. Oh, or principles that I was, like, not implementing, and then not until later on, it was like, no, 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 boo, you got to implement all of this, (laughs) not just bits and pieces of it. So everything is a learning and a growing process. Your life is unfolding the way it should be, and you have the power of choice. You have the power of free will to have the life that you want. So why not learn the codes to create the life you want? Because they're available to you. Absolutely. What are some common misconceptions about achieving success that you often encounter 
and how do you address them? Mm. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about achieving success is like um, it's unattainable for certain people. Like it's it's unattainable for women because we're you know oppressed, or it's unattainable um, for you know people of color because you know we've gone through so many you know hard tragic things in life. And I'm like, yes, those experiences have happened in life, but that is not an inhibitor for you to be able to achieve success. Because first and foremost, you have to define what success is for you. So getting clear about what does success look like, what does it feel like, what are the things that encompass success for you, not what somebody else says is the American dream or somebody else says is, oh, this is X, Y, and Z, this is success, because that may not be success for you. So you determining that for yourself and then setting out in your belief of knowing that it's possible for yourself, you can achieve that. But I think the biggest inhibitor is that people don't really believe that they can get it or they feel like they're unworthy of it, which is why they don't attain it. Which I'm going to go into this. We're going to unpack this a little bit more. Many individuals struggle to find their purpose and passion in life. What advice do you have for those who are searching for their true calling? I would say exposure. You've got to get exposure to things. Um, if you've never left your hometown, you've never left, you know, your backyard, and so all you have is just the influences of the people in your small circle, the people around you, then, yeah, it may seem like what I want, what my heart is calling to me to do, to be an author, to, you know, speak on stages, to become an actress, you know, in, in Hollywood movies or whatever that thing is, for, to become a doctor, whatever that thing is for you may seem unrealistic for you because it's outside of your exposure and experiences. So once you, and, and that could be done physically or non-physically. And when I say non-physically, you've got to pick up books and read. There are people who have done the things that you want to do, and you can, through their life story, through the, the, the experiences that they share, you can start to step into that experience through them, and then it starts right. to open up a window of what's possible for you. And then you're like, okay, well, now that I know that this is possible, because I didn't seem that somebody else has done it, first of all, so, so it's possible. Yeah. Like Oprah was like the figure that opened the way for a lot of us as African-American women to step into mm-hmm. like media mogul status. <laughs> you know, she was like, first she had her TV show and she was impacting lives around the world. And then she you know, got her own network, then she had her own, like, own, and and then it was, and then she was in movies, and she was like, whoa, like, that's possible for us to do this. Wait. Yes. And so it, it, it opens up a pathway. And so once you open up that pathway, you got to surround yourself, just like that shine formula. You got to network with winners. You got to network with people and surround yourself with people who think at that level and higher than you. I remember... I went to Tony Robbins, and, and I, oh, my goodness, I watched Oprah's 
special where she went to Tony Robbins UPW, which is Unleash Your Power Within. That's the event. She mm-hmm. literally, she walked on fire, like she walked on hot yeah. coals. <laughs> you know, she had these, like, transformative experiences. And I watched that special on TV, and I was like, one day I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to be there. I'm going to walk on fire. It was nine months to the day, and this was after I had experienced a layoff, like a major layoff from Hewlett-Packard, like our entire division got laid off, and, you know, which, of course, is like, whoa, like my whole life has, you know, changed. However, it was an opening. It was such a huge opportunity to move into the direction I was supposed to go in the next chapter of my life, and so I ended up at the Tony Robbins, UPW, I walked on fire, <laughs> like literally across hot coals. I did things that I didn't think was possible in life. And then being surrounded by people, I mean, who were billionaires, people who thought at such a higher level than I had ever thought was possible, it opened my world to, wait, there is more. And there's people who are actually doing this. Hold up. <laughs> So mm-hmm. it literally set my life on a whole new trajectory because I started learning um, healing processes and ways of mm-hmm. thinking to be able to uh, start to unleash my power. And so that's what people mm-hmm. need is that exposure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's talk about setbacks and failures. Yes. You know, that that's always a part of life. How do you handle these moments and bounce back stronger? I look at, and this is me today, and I'll share with you about the me of yesteryears. (laughs) But me today, I look at failure as nothing but learning. Like failure Mm -hmm. is, you, you can really start to embrace failure as your friend because failure is only there to give you information. That's it. Failure Mm. is literally there to say this particular pathway to what it is that you are looking to do isn't the best pathway. That doesn't mean you give up your goal or your dream or the thing that you want. It just is telling you this particular pathway, this street, now they got 50 million streets to get there. This street isn't the best pathway to get there cool, that means, okay, I can go down a different street. All Failure is nothing but information. So (laughs) one thing I have come to learn, and I'll give this in the context of, like, relationships. So my, one my, one of my lessons in life is about learning to more fully trust myself and trust my intuition. Because growing up, I did not have a strong sense of trust in myself because I was taught to, one, trust other people. Like, you you put your trust into, you know, religious organizations or religious leaders or into, like, um, authority figures. It's like, no, you don't trust your own self or your own heart. You trust this. And so that wasn't a muscle that I had that was very strong. And then, two, also as a youth, like, I was molested in my youth. And so my sense of self-worth and definitely my sense of trust had been broken. So that was something that, yeah, so that, that the calibration was off when it came to my trust. And I love that calibration. Oh, I love that. 
Yes. And so it's like over the years of doing the healing work and, and finding starting to step into that place of learning to trust myself and knowing that I came here with an internal guidance system. I came here with that voice, that whisper that tells me, Mm-mm, don't go down that street, go down the street instead. Or, you know what, turn around because you dropped something. Like we have a voice that guides us, but sometimes that voice could be a whisper and we don't listen to it. So I had to learn to listen to that internal guidance. And so I, as the years went on, I could remember in relationships, like say I would meet somebody and my internal guidance, my intuition would be like, girl, no, (laughs) girl, no, no, (laughs) ma'am. But then I would, I would rationalize to myself, but he seems like a nice guy or, you know, just give him a chance. You know, you could at least just go out to dinner, you know, have a conversation or whatever. I would, I would talk myself into not listening to my gut. And then lo and behold, what would happen? Mm-mm, it would be a no. <laughs> I get it. Now we, this is a, we get ready to uh, leave us in a little bit and, uh, because it's been an awesome time, but I'm going to ask you one last question. Yes. <laughs> happiness is subjective concept. How yes. do you personally define happiness? And what brings you the most joy in life? Oh, wow. That is a beautiful question. I define happiness as feeling aligned with my thoughts, my words, and my actions, moving towards the things that I feel called to and accomplishing them and enjoying myself in the process. That, for mm-hmm. me, is happiness. And then also that when my actions and me living my authenticity helps to positively mm-hmm. impact others, I am very happy, very happy. Awesome. How can a listener get a hold of you, lady? I am on all social media at Have a Little Alone. That's H-A-V-I-L-A-H. M-A-L-O-N-E. You can also email me directly at ask at com, and I would love to hear from you all. Well, thank you, Havila Malone, for joining us on Let's Talk Delicious, Leave Room for Dessert podcast. It has been a pleasure. I knew uh, it was going to be great because we had that, that vibe, that zing, So I'm so glad you joined us. Do you want to leave us with one last thought before we go? I would love for those who are listening right now, for you to know that you are powerful beyond measure and that anything that you set your mind to, you could not have had the thought or the desire if you did not have the ability to accomplish it. So trust that desire. Trust that want within yourself and go out into the world and be proof of what's possible. And thank you for having right. me. This is we'll, amazing. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let's talk Corlicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast with Miss V. The Core Life Coach will give you the tools to build resilience 
and activate the leader within and identify what truly matters in your life. Some years down the line, you'll look back and smile at how you thought you might not get through it. That's when you'll be proud of yourself for prioritizing your well-being and personal growth. You are the rock star that your family and kids look up to for light. Let's help you grow and evolve with Let's Talk Corelicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast with Miss V, the core life coach, an unparalleled opportunity to truly live up to your fullest potential and find comfort in your own skin.